Welcome everyone to tonight's Her Ride Salon Talks. I'm so excited and thankful that you are here with me on the third Tuesday of the month. It is April. The year is already flying by. I'm Marcia Guerrier, your host and the founder of Her Sweet Spot, the private network for women of color advancing in leadership and entrepreneurship. And I'm excited for our conversation today just about advancing through challenging times. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Katerina, I'm, oh my God, I didn't confront, Dab, 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 Biba, and I know I've said it before. <laughs> She's a business executive with close to 20 years of experience in finance. Her career spans multiple industries and markets, having worked in management consulting, pharmaceuticals, med tech and manufacturing. She has experience working in both small and large companies from startup to mature enterprises. It in simple terms and it's and in its core, Katarina's focus is to maximize value for customer, be it's be it external to the company or within. She finds joy and fulfillment in helping businesses grow sustainably. Equally, she gets a lot of energy from supporting others, uh, for supporting others in finding their path forward, whatever that may be. Katarina also through the hustle and the bustle, she works hard, she manages to be, uh, to be her best daily at being a supportive wife, to her husband and loving mom to her three um, amazing children, right? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Marsha. I'm truly excited to have this conversation today. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. I hope we are coming in live and people are probably tuning into news and breaking news. And I'm hoping that this quick 30 minutes will, will give people a lot of peace and comfort and joy, even though um, probably they're, they're somewhere celebrating. I want to start by, because we didn't really um, talk about what you're currently doing, right? But I want to congratulate you. When we met some months ago, you were, I, I forget what your title was then, but today, as we have you on our live broadcast, you are now elevated to the C-suite as Chief Financial Officer um, at Smith & Nephew. Congratulations on this. And, and I'm telling you guys, this, is, this has been like in the making during this. <laughs> so I couldn't even think of a better topic to really have you help us and impress upon us. Um, how you managed to get to the all impressive C-suite. You know, last year we talked a little bit, um, you know, I think earlier this year, I called it the European joy. And the last 18 months have been, people have been ups and down. The numbers of women that are leaving corporate America, even at uh, higher levels of executives, right? It's been so hard. How are you doing today, first of all? Let me start with that. Yeah, Marsha, again, I'm very excited to be here and thank you for all the kind words. You know, I, I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's been a year, like you said, it's been a year of ups and downs, not a year, it's 18 months, right? Uh, just about, uh, I hit a year working from home, uh, I think in the first week of March. 
And oddly enough, when the pandemic hit, uh, I had just headed for China. So I was there as it like it blew up. Um, I had a global team at the time and just navigating culturally that just the aspects of everybody going working from home as you know like just the ambiance of working from home having young kids old kids you know um, it was so hard and it changed throughout the year so i think we went through the roller coasters of like really panicked at the beginning then we got used to it then we got lonely then i mean it's just been every couple of months there's another reason to, to feel a little bit different right for me, I mean, I, I'm, as I mentioned, I've got three kids and two of them are twins and they started first grade and they have literally done all of their first grade online. Online. So, I mean, we're five of us online every day. It's just, uh, yeah. But, you know, if you flip it and you talk about how much self-reflection there's been across the globe, right? Us really, really taking the time and saying, okay, I know work matters, right? I, I have to make ends meet or, or it's important to me. But, you know, how about this family? Like things could change overnight. Um, the world can change overnight. So I think it's allowed us to really take the time. So I'm, I'm on a positive front, front, I'm saying most of the world has allowed itself to reflect. Right. And I think we won't go back from that. And I think that's very positive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm doing pretty well all considering and just keeping a really positive perspective. Spring is here. The vaccines are here. I'm about to get my second one. I'm really excited. I'm like a kid in the candy store for it. And I feel like that light at the end of this very long tunnel is is coming through. It, it's such an exciting time to be able to see, you know, states that were kind of safe in the beginning mm-hmm. and kind of come back to its normal. But I really want to get into your transition, right? You were a very high-end executive and now reaching the C-suite. This is your first C-suite position, right? It is. It is. I need to know, my first question is, when did you know you were gunning for that C-suite position or was it just something that just started to happen naturally for you? Yeah. Um, so I've never shied away from ambiguity, um, you know, and so I, I've never, I've always kept an open mind. So if you'd asked me, you know, 18 months ago, Katarina, I was like, would you want to do that? I would have told you at my age, like at my experience, no, no, I'm not ready. But at the same time, I've never said no, right? I've kept yeah. that open mind. Yeah. And, and so I think that's always helped me see a different side of me that maybe I'm just not seeing where other people are seeing it. Um, and that's where I think, having mentorship and friends and your personal board comes into play because they can see things and they can help you really navigate the ambiguity. So I don't know that I decided, <laughs> but but I kept an open mind. I think that's really the key to, to how I came about where I am today. Um, it's about yeah. do, doing some of the work that leads you there almost naturally. And, and I love what you said. I, I like that you said 18 months ago and 18 months ago, it was like, the real world. It was 2019. <laughs> when everyone goes back, you know, last year back in 2019, everyone is skipping over the the numbers 2020 for some reason. But 18 months ago was just 2019. And for you to um, say that you thought maybe your age, you weren't, your age was a factor in you limiting yourself to mm-hmm. saying, like, I can't reach that level. How is it that, you know, women do that? We do that to ourselves so 
much, right? We we are always finding those negative beliefs and 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 it's thankfully when you when you are fortunate enough to surround yourself with that personal board of advisors and we'll, we'll get into um, what that looks like for you in a minute. It's so important that you do have that. So thanks for bringing that up. It, it it's important that women know everybody at every stage, even the C-suite has doubts and we don't get there because we're all super confident and we're all, um, you know, always um, on that clear path. It, it is work and it's progress. Um, what strategies did you develop during your journey that helped you in your career? And certainly, like, what did that look like having the conversations with your new your new employer in this year of, I mean, kudos to them for doing this and having you um, knowing enough to, to put you in this position because of the impact of 2020 on women in general and, and what that meant to the numbers for us moving in towards leadership. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So, um, when you ask the question around kind of what strategies did I develop, they weren't intentional, but you know, it's the kind of, I woke up and I said, I'm going to do one, two, three, but it would stand out for me is just the tenacity of like never giving up, never saying no, never not working hard. Um, I have this memory, Marsha, when I was very young, I was an undergrad and I, I was fully responsible. I'm, I'm an immigrant to this country. And so I was fully responsible for taking care of myself, waking, waking up at, five in the morning, every Sunday, cutting vegetables at the ca school cafeteria, no matter what. And I remember thinking to myself, why me? Like, I'm tired. Like, I need a break. And he never came. But yet, at the same time, it paid dividends a thousand times over, right? Is that tenacity of just not taking no for an answer to yourself, right? Not quitting, not giving up, not... Uh, and no, not taking the answer from others too. Like when you know you're good enough, right? When you know you're above average or you're average, but you've got, you know, there's something unique about you. Then, you know, again, back to the, to the women's thing, right? We need to be better at sticking up for ourselves at telling mm -hmm. our story and at showcasing what we're doing. Cause we're not very good at that either. <laughs> we take on a lot of work, but we don't say here are the things that I've delivered. I'm very happy with her, where I am. Yes. I mean, um, of reading um i just started someone gave this to me for my birthday last week the art of brag the art yeah. of your own horn so yeah. very very much in alignment what you're saying with what i am experiencing what i'm think um you know reading and developing as i develop more more content for the hersey sweat network and it's actually so important to me and my personal growth i i completely agree with what you're saying about being able to toot our own horn is key and essential for us getting even closer to the next level. But how do we do that in these new virtual worlds? We're all yeah. now, in your new role, did you go back into the office or are you virtual right now? I have been virtual a hundred percent. So it's hard, right? It's hard because um, in my role, so much of it is 
I don't do tactical technical things anymore, right? I lead teams, and so leading teams, as you know, is, is, is there's a huge EQ kind of component of, of leading, right? And it's not the same doing it online. But again, keeping that positive perspective, you know, my frame of mind right now is maybe this is the blessing in disguise whereby I am allowed right now to sit at my desk and understand the, my business in depth. And as the light at the end of the tunnels coming through and as I get that second vaccine and start traveling, which I'll have to do more and more and I want to do more and more because I want to meet my team and engage globally. Uh, well, that's going to allow me to really focus on my team subsequently because now I have the ability to go deep into the business. And so it's kind of like just a different lens, right? You can look at it both from, from a, it, it's hard, it's difficult, it's different, but I think there's also a blessing in disguise here in terms of how we approach the role. Right. Right. Right now, there there are women that are like had that goal in mind to advance and and probably felt really confident going into 2020. And then mm-hmm. COVID hit, we're all virtual. And then, you know, for the most part, most leaders are introverts. Can I just say I'm an introvert? No one believes <laughs> no one quite believes that I I tend to go back and forth and I do have that in me. And so in this time, you know you want to advance. Is it too late for people that really didn't have those strong connections and, and building that personal brand? Can they still create that plan and the strategy in this virtual time? Because many companies are not going back um, any not anytime soon. Is it too no. late? Maybe I'll ask a question. I know it's not getting answers, but just something to put out there for the audience, which is to say, if you don't do it, do you think somebody else is going to do it? And if the answer is yes, then it's like, you better go do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to find the inspiration. We got to find the, our guts, wherever they are, right? To, to just yeah. put yourself forward. You have to do it. I mean, there's no other way. And the world's not going back, right? We're going to pivot back a little bit, but we're not going to go back 100%. So right. I think we have to, I think we just have to embrace it. And as we embrace it, I think just like with the positive demeanor, it's like you open up your mind and your your heart and an opportunity to sort of arise. But I think you have to really seek it, keep an open mind, and just let it all fall and see see what happens, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I've been telling people is now's the time to shoot your shot. You have nothing to lose, right? Uh, um, many companies, hopefully by now, would have um, let go and have readjusted their staff. And right now is the time women are being seen a little more. They're being heard a little more. And if you, you're not working for a company that is in the process of making that awareness mm-hmm. and that shift and change, then yes, you do need to look for a company that aligns with yeah. your 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 values, your own personal values, right? That's true. And, and that connects for me significantly. And I think the more I've matured in myself and my in, in my career, that authenticity makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Right? A huge difference. And it's not lost on me, Marsha, that when we're younger in career, it's harder to be authentic, right? Because you, you you have to build you have to build a bit of reputation, you have to build a little bit of your resume, right? So I appreciate that that can be really hard for a 22, 24 year old, but, but but I think just kind of navigating what feels authentic to you, but maybe it's not a hundred percent who you are, maybe outside of work. But mm-hmm. certainly as you approach mid-career, and I hope that everybody, when you when you reach a certain point, you can say, you know what, I'm a free bird. Like yeah. uh, 
this is my life. I'm going to live it. I'm going to be myself. I think that is so important because we really, really get the best out of people when they come as they are. It, it, when you said free bird in my head, I, I heard the free agent and I don't know. I don't know sports like that. I don't know basketball or anything, but I do know when they become a free agent that in that uh, um, field, they're a bit more attractive for some reason in a, in a lot of cases. And they've usually gotten to that point where one, either you're no good or two, you are just that good. You get to call the shots. And that's what that's what I know that when you get to those maturing levels and, and leadership uh, levels, you do tend to kind of be more authentic because you're 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 letting your experience, you're letting your knowledge and your history and your integrity show for itself, right? That's right. That's right. And, and, but but I, the point for me anyway, it's important to kind of recognize. For the younger women out there, right, mm -hmm. and gentlemen, it, it is tougher to, to, to do that, and you do have to navigate it because I think I would lead you in the wrong direction if I told you everybody be authentic from day one, and you know right. you're gonna clown my Everest and big organizations. It, it's not the case every time, right? You, but but don't lose yourself in it. Like don't become a drop in the ocean of what is a corporation and lose yourself in it. That I don't recommend for everybody. Find that one or two or three people that you can lean on. Find those one or two or three people that you can lean on, but also provide you different perspectives that they mm -hmm. see their lens, the world with their own lenses. Like for me, I have two mentors that have made a huge difference in my life. Both men, both come from very different perspectives. One is African-American, father was born in Nigeria, mom from here, like very different perspective than the other gentleman, Canadian, grew up in middle class Canada, right? Very, And then as I, as I kind of build my career, I realized that those were fantastic, but I needed a different lens. I needed a third lens, which was a women's network, right? And that's my third leg of the stool that I go to. It's a group of them, right? And they give me very different perspectives. But you know, I've needed all of them throughout my journey for different reasons. Right. And that's why we got her sweet spot to give yes, those in our, in our network that third perspective. And, you know, you really uh, uh, walked right into my next question, um, which we spoke uh, briefly about at the beginning is, did you have a mentor or a sponsor? And it sounds like you had mentors, but what about sponsorship? Sponsorship is something that has been really, really um, highlighted in this past year beyond the Me Too movement and really helping mm -hmm. to develop women and understanding and us women telling people what we need, which is sponsorship more than mentorship. Did you have yeah. a sponsor? So my mentors uh, sort of became my sponsors as well because they were elevated in the organization, right? That they had the ability to do that. but. If I hadn't, right, that would be crucial um, because the sponsor is the person that's in the room speaking for you when you're not there. Right. And that's different than getting guidance or a perspective from somebody as a mentor, right? So I absolutely agree that sponsorship is important. It's how I step into new roles now where I ask for like very clear guidance on who's going to be my sponsor right mm -hmm. who do i connect to not a mentor a sponsor when i step into a new organization because i think that is cr critical too as you think about career success um you can work hard you can work 20 hour days but that's not the goal it's right. to 
seen is to be um, elevated, right? Even when you feel down, like who's going to be there for you to help to help elevate you, right? That's so when you get into a new organization, what's your advice or, or what would you, how can someone get an, a sponsor in the new organization when they have themselves are new, haven't really proven themselves? How, mm -hmm. how do you think women should go about navigating that? Yeah. So I don't think you have to be in the C-suite to, to ask for sponsorship. I think as you go on, as a matter of fact, as a hiring manager, I would love to hear from others that say, look, I, I will have my day job. I'll Everybody you know, comes into a job thinking and they will deliver in their job. But somebody that seeks sponsorship, to me, I'll pay attention to that probably more so than just, you know, here's the things I can do. Because I know them that they're very interested in developing themselves, like they're seeking it, they're willing to work with it, right? And sponsorship then could mean, uh, maybe it's my peer manager group, like it's somebody that's in another uh, group that can help you. It's like a it's like a mentor, right? But it's very deliberately um, called pulled in as a sponsor. So I think you can ask for that as you start into the organization and, and reflect upon, explain kind of why you're seeking it. Um, and, and then there's the give back. So how do you become that for somebody? Right. Right. Because right. um, I can tell you, I am incredibly grateful for my two early on mentors. And there isn't like a day that goes by that I don't think about how I give back, you know, in this the most subtle way or in the most direct way, right? You can do it in many ways, but it, it is our duty to give it back. So how do we do that as well? Is it important that women in middle management and even starting out uh, uh, find a way to give back? It, do you have to be in that executive or senior suite to be somebody's sponsor or mentor? I don't think so. As a matter of fact, um, like the global CFO of the company I worked for, she has two reverse mentors that are like, you know, early, early career type uh, employees into the organization. And I think that's what a good company looks for, right? You're looking for the, uh, the 180 degree flip um, of, of mentorship. So I think anybody can do it. And, and I think it's a great opportunity for development to, yeah. to mentor others. Um, and another thing that I think about our Marsha, I tell my team all the time. So gather all the people that you think matter in, in, in your mind, like imagine they're in a room and then shut off their titles, just take them away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how would you engage with those people? Right. And yeah. that's the way I think about, you know, whether it's a board member, whether it's an entry, you know, somebody straight out of college, just take away the title and just converse with people and you'll be amazed how much they connect with you. I love uh, I have gatherings of women oftentimes, networking events, and we strip the titles and we get to know each other. We we're, we're discussing everyday live issues like my son is in first grade right now. And what matters to us right now is as women in corporate America, as moms in corporate America. And that I find that to be um, the, the best way to relate and get to know um, people, even as you're going and seeking the professional development it's so important to get you know you said you said it earlier that you know how important eq emotional intelligence right is to any leader and really i think it's not just for leadership you have to be able to work well with your colleagues too right absolutely and, and you know 
even my, so so I maybe I lead a lot of people, but I still have colleagues, right? You you have to you yeah. have to learn to navigate to influence, right? And you don't do that by authority, and that's that's where sometimes people struggle because that that title comes with authority, but if you strip it out, guess who has more authority? Right. Actually, the average person in the organization, because you know, if you really just lead with this notion of power with, not power over people, you give a lot of authority to to, to others, and that can be very healthy. Yes, yes, so healthy. We have a few ladies saying hello. Jessica, Narish, uh, Cheryl, welcome to the broadcast. I hope you guys are finding this ver conversation very uh, fascinating and interesting. Katarina, I wanted to ask, what advice would you give to someone starting out their career today with hopes of advancing to the C-suite, especially again, through these challenging times? Yeah. What are some of the um, skill sets or qualities uh, women need to hone in on during this time? Hey, Gloria. You know, uh, we've talked about um, a few of them. You know, I'll say take on opportunities, even the ones that seem a little daunting because they're actually easier to do earlier on in career. Um, I'll give an example. Right as I wanted to start having a baby, my husband and I had been married for five or seven years at the time. I, I had my eye on this job in my organization that everybody around me said, oh my gosh, like, don't go work for that man. Don't go take that job. You're going to work really hard. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, but, but I'll get visibility to senior leadership and, you know, I don't mind the hours. And so I didn't say no to that job. And I felt like I went to hell and back with that job. <laughs> but looking back, it was one of the best experiences. It gave me global context um, on how we grow business, how do we connect franchises, how to deal with a difficult manager, how to not to be a difficult manager, right? I have more learnings out of that job than I've had out of many others in my career. Right. And so it's about keeping it, keeping an old perspective, also knowing like the end in mind. So like, can you do it for 18 months? Like, okay, it's going to be very difficult for the rest of your life, but can you actually do it for 24 months? Yeah. There's yes, take it, right? Another example is I've always said and had a lot of conversations with my husband, are we mobile? Well, there were times where we said, well, we're not quite sure. Well, guess what? I never said no to the organization. I said yes. And then I knew that if we weren't, I'd say no, right, when the time came. So just keep the windows of opportunities open and decide when it's time because your perspective will change as you grow into your career, as your family dynamics shift, right? So just Continue to, you will mold, you will change. So will your perspective on life. So will your career choices. And so it's important to then continue to do that reevaluation of your, your values, your goals, your, and, and what it is, where you are in your personal life, right? And what you need out of that. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, currently I'm going through reflections around, you know, um, I, I want to do more for giving more, giving back more, and and taking care of my my health more. Right, paying attention to me and my, my you know. So, so I'm always evolving. I'm always looking, and if we stop looking, right, mm -hmm. we stop evolving, and, and that's not healthy for anybody. The world around us evolves by the hour, so we have to stay constant, and that means looking in as well as looking out. Yes. And so, you know, at her sweet spot, 
our our members and our uh, my clients are all women that are navigating between as I call employee and employer, filling their mm-hmm. way back through entrepreneurship and looking for um, to find that that passion or that side hustle that they could take beyond the nine to five. So please share with us what your passions are. I know you mentioned being involved in women's networks and really what do you do outside uh, work to fulfill your own and validate yourself? Yeah. So I am. I am engaged in a women's network. Um, I think that's how we we, we met, Marsha, right through, yeah. through the Elevate Network. Um, so that's one. Um, um, I actually took classes after I finished my master's. It was a gift to myself to photography classes. So so I do that on the side. Uh, and I'll tell the ladies um, that will be listening to this or are listening now. There are days on a Friday where I will leave everything in the office. I will tell my husband I'll be back. He's got the kids and I go take off with my camera. And and I find that to be incredibly healthy, just healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. I suggest it to any of you, block two hours on your calendar and nobody can override it. Like it is your time for yourself. Go do your nails, go watch a movie, go do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Like I I think that is crucial. I have siblings. I love to spend time with them. Sometimes I'll just take a quick flight somewhere, um, you know. And then it's it's when I'm with my kids, I'm a hundred percent with my kids, right? Right. And I think that's also important so that I don't feel guilty for the rest of the week. So, for example, during the week, um, who knows? Like right, when I'm done with my meetings, but on the weekend, my kids know that I'm in the kitchen, making breakfast Saturday and Sunday every day. For, and I enjoy that, right? It is our truly our time is supposed to be being present, but checking my email, right? There's right. a big difference. Right. Um, but yeah. So important. Thank you so much for spending this time with us for our salon talk of the month. I really appreciate all you taking the time out, right? And, and, and giving to us this time and just impressing upon us your um, experiences. And, you know, is is there any lasting uh, advice or suggestion that women should follow right now who are thinking of approaching their boss or employer for a promotion or or just thinking, should I apply for this job that I, that's an advancement that I know I want? I would always tell you go apply for that advancement, right? Again, I think if you if you don't, somebody else will. And and what you don't want is looking back two or three years back and should have, could have, and and you know, don't imply you know what the manager's thinking either. We never really know what other people are thinking. We don't know what kind of day they have. You don't know what kind of background they really have. Like you don't really know. So just be yourself. Like be honest with yourself first and foremost. And and when you gain that kind of clarity in your own mind, you'll feel better about the ask. And then go ask it. Right? Don't be shy about asking. Somebody else will be asking, and then you'll say should have, could have. And we don't want to do should have, could have. We just want to say we did. Right? So yeah. absolutely, go do it. And you know, COVID, no COVID. It's about embracing the present. Right. If it's not COVID, it's something else. Maybe your your family dynamics will change. Maybe a catastrophe will go through, or maybe something very exciting. Who knows? Right. right. But if we don't embrace it, we embrace it, and then if we don't like it, it's our choice. Make it your own choice. Don't make it somebody else's choice. Right. 
thank you so much for this time again. Guys, that's it for today. You know, our salon talks, we keep them at a 30-minute mark. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in live with us. If you're here on the replay, let us know. If you have any questions, always drop them. And I will always get them back to our guests. And um, you know how I like to end each broadcast. When we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now.